Well, hey there, guys. Thanks for joining me today. Welcome back to my YouTube channel, where I want to give you an update on the paranormal in 10 minutes or less. Okay, so we want to talk again about this newish book, Skinwalkers at the Pentagon, uh, a book that looks at the OSAP UAP program. We talked about it a little bit in the previous video. It's by James Lekatsky, Calm Keller, and uh, George Knapp, who we know well. And uh, in the first video, we talked about how Lekatsky, you know, pulls no punches when it comes to the existence of a special UFO, UAP research building at Bigelow Aerospace, uh, Robert Bigelow being the one that funded the BAS program that got the contract from ASAP to initially study UFOs and UAPs. And Bigelow had bought this Skinwalker Ranch property sometime before the OSAP program started, and it became the focus of the investigation because of all the anomalous, unexplained, kind of strange phenomena that occurred up there at the ranch. And the point of the skinwalkers at the Pentagon book is that they encountered a lot of things, you know, that they didn't expect. And it the, the, the project became focused on a lot of these anomalous biological, psychological, paranormal effects that they found at the Skinwalker Ranch. And we didn't, never knew this before. We never knew it was uh, such a real enigma for this DIA program. And I just saw a video uh, this morning put out by George Knapp at Mystery Wire where Harry Reid says that this was the reason that OSAP was canceled because the amount of high strangeness at Skinwalker, uh, it was just so vast that it made the program itself in kind of pushed it off the edge of the branch so far that it almost was unfundable because of the strangeness associated with it. In, in Harry Reid's words, the government never wants to study anything new uh, that they don't have to. And by going, looking at the, you know, correctly at the connection between UFOs and these other phenomena that something that Jacques Vallée has talked about a lot, um, it got into a direction they couldn't explain anymore. Now, what I want to talk about in this video is Lekatsky's idea, what he calls the hitchhiker phenomena, because a lot of the researchers that were part of, part of OSAP and uh, went to Skinwalker Ranch, and this is something that Chris Mellon even mentioned in the uh, infamous slide nine that he used for a congressional briefing at one point, is that the DOD was in possession of properties for these phenomena are being studied. Now, Lekatsky calls this the hitchhiker phenomena because people that went to Skinwalker when they went home would see some of these phenomena in their suburban backyards, uh, cryptid creatures, dogman, orbs of light, poltergeist type phenomena. Lekatsky mentions that this is even experienced by people at Lawrence National Livermore Laboratories when they were studying Uri Geller in the 1970s. Uh, Hal Putoff was 
was part of that investigation too. It's in that great movie, by the way, about RV Third Eye Spies, that they encountered a lot of these phenomena when they went home. And Lacazzi calls this the hitchhiker phenomena. He says it's kind of like you can use an infectious disease model to look at it, to study it. Uh, now, I want to challenge that idea. I think we need to use some critical thinking about this. The Skinwalkers at the Pentagon is a really important book. I suggest you read it. It's, it covers so much detail that we didn't have before. So it's really worth reading. Nonetheless, I don't agree with that particular model. I think it comes down to when all you have is a hammer, everything looks like a nail. It's easy to say that you went somewhere and you brought something back, but I think it's equally uh, logical to just uh, argue that if you go somewhere and have some experience, it's changed you too in some ways, and you're more likely to experience phenomena that you didn't see before in ordinary, normal places. It's almost like if you went to the zoo and you were just going there to see elephants and you found out there were lions, tigers, and bears if you hadn't known about them in advance. You might start seeing lions and tigers and bears in other places outside of the zoo, uh, even if you didn't expect to see them because now it's become part of your mental vocabulary. It's become part of your experience. I mean, we know this from research into inattentional blindness is that we're always deleting things and pushing things away that we haven't been told are real or we're not looking for. And that, that inattentional blindness study, we, uh, we saw an example of that. You know where there's someone, uh, you're asked to count how many times the basketball moves between the players with the white t-shirt or the black t-shirt. And you're so focused on the players with the white t-shirt, you don't see someone dressed in a gorilla suit walk right across the screen. Well, I think it's sort of like that. And even in a deeper sense, if you get enough people studying the same phenomena and it's real, they start experiencing it collectively, they're going to start generating a new reality. And I think this was illustrated with the so-called Maharishi effect in the 70s, where the uh, Maharishi, the creator of trans transcendental meditation, something I've, I've been doing since I was uh, a teenager, you know, they thought that when they were in this uh, town in Iowa, I forget which town it was, the city, if there were enough meditators, it would have an effect, a beneficial effect on the entire location where they were, uh, in this case, lowering the crime rate. Now, I've seen the statistics for that, and I'm just using that as an example. Uh, what you call the hitchhiker effect could literally just be the inverse Maharishi effect, is if you get enough people involved, you have funding from Bass, from... OSAP, you have millions of dollars pouring into these projects, lots of people involved, lots of people writing these uh, project papers that they asked various experts around the world to write. You're changing the frequency. You're putting energy into these topics. It's no wonder that some of the phenomena are going to start showing up uh, in places that you didn't expect them. And it, let's, look, let's look what Lekatsky says about this model. He says, Researchers balk at the notion of infectious disease-like transmission of events following visits by individuals to Skinwalker Ranch might be more amenable to examining the data via a social contagion model. But regardless of the epidemiological model utilized, the central point is that OSAP Bass program on Skinwalker Ranch was the first to unmask a transmission-like phenomena that was occurring to individuals who visited the ranch and that this transmission is profoundly amenable to analysis using standard infectious disease or so social contagion modeling. 
Further, in some cases, the transmission in some households was correlated with the emergence of autoimmune disease in family members. So that's one way to look at it. The other way to look at it is we live in a multiverse. These phenomena do exist, including cryptids, clairvoyance, telepathy, UFOs, UAPs, other entities, whether they're extraterrestrials or existing at another frequency. And if you are deliberately going to look for them, especially in places where the phenomena are more frequent, it's more likely that it's going to change you. You're going to go back home and bring that frequency and energy back to other people you're around. And you're simply going to see more of a reality of things that already existed in the first place. So it's not that there's a disease going on. It's just that you broaden your view of reality and you're actually seeing what was there the whole time, but you never saw before. I mean, after all, if you go and stick your fingers in electrical outlets, you're going to get a shock, but that doesn't mean that the electricity is inherently a threat or anything like that. It's just a real thing. You need to use precautions around it. And, uh, it's just the way reality works. You're, if you discover new things, it's going to affect you in very interesting ways. And you could discover that actually there are things that science said weren't real that turn out to be real. And you carry that frequency, that expansiveness back around to the other people that you're around. So it isn't the thing itself that's following you back. And Thomas Fessler mentioned this the other day uh, on his uh, UFO Disclosure Tonight channel on YouTube, is that you're, you've changed in some ways. Those things were always around you. You just never looked at them. You never noticed them, or you just were never part of their reality. But it's not that you're bringing something back. It's that there's an entire network of different life forms out there, and now you're aware of them, and the people around you start to be aware of them, and it becomes real in many different locations at once. But my view would be that it was there the whole time. <laughs> you just didn't notice it because of the paradigms we grew up in. I mean, at one point people believed in uh, epicycles and Ptolemaic geometry to explain the orbits and the motions of the planets. And then we realized we weren't the center of the universe. After all, it was a bigger universe than we thought. And that didn't necessarily mean there was anything paranormal going on. It was just we updated our viewpoint and realized it was actually simpler than we thought. And I think you can apply that argument to this kind of skinwalkers at the Pentagon type phenomena too. In any case, that's my view of it. I'm uh, curious to hear what you think. Put your comments in the box below. Thanks for watching and we'll see you in the next video. Take care for now and bye.